Today, I wanna to talk about my first year as a self-employed freelancer. I wanna share with you my thoughts on what went well, what went not so well, my biggest mistakes. So let's start with my most fun video project so far, and that was definitely a Broadfest and Lecrae. And both of those shoots were unpaid. Maybe that was a good thing because I could focus on creativity and doing whatever I want compared to other gigs. And I know that other gigs paid my bills, which is good, but it doesn't have to be always the high paying jobs that make you very happy and satisfied with what you do as a creative. And the next point is to not underestimate yourself. Keep in mind, you have some skills people are willing to pay for. That means you don't have to take a crappy, crappy rate. If people are not willing to pay your desired rate, that's totally fine. Skip those clients. I also made the mistake quite a few times the last year and it was a painful, painful lesson because you try to give them a good rate, you try to keep in mind that this may build up your portfolio and everything, but in my opinion, you should skip those clients. Either work for free or take your regular rate because it will backfire not only to you because you won't get enough money, but also in your creativity because you will always have that feeling, that urge to finish that project super fast because you're not passionate about it, you don't get paid enough. It's like something in between and that makes no sense at all to work for. So my recommendation is to keep your day rate and stick to it, like demand it. You have to demand it. And if you don't, work for free. And I wanna talk about my first mistake I made as a freelancer the first year. And that is definitely when you charge a client, charge for everything. That means for gear, for music licensing, you need to charge for it. Don't calculate it into your rate, charge it separately because if they want to use it commercially, they have to pay a music license and that's necessary for them to use it and for you to license it from a music licensing platform. Speaking about music, it's super important to check back with your client about the music because most of the time they will choose not the best music and also you have the end video in mind. You know the look and feel, you know the vibe, you know the footage, how it will like look and feel. This video is your creative thing you have in your mind and you need to communicate it with your client. So that means pick a few tracks and listen to them and imagine the footage you will shoot and the end video and then suggest it to the client. Maybe three to five tracks is totally fine so they can pick one beforehand because changing a track when you've edited a video is just a nightmare. So don't let that happen and choose your tracks beforehand. All right, let's start with the learnings. I would say that 85% of my customers came from word of mouth. And I actually thought that's the opposite way, that you have to acquire a lot of new customers by cold calling them, cold emailing them, reaching out all the time, but that's just not the case. So I would say in general, 85% of my clients came from word of mouth, 10% from LinkedIn, Instagram, social media, and 5% maybe from reaching out. The next learning is definitely that you always need more time than you think. Listen, if you calculate your day rate or you calculate the estimated time you will spend on that project, it will be probably double the time. And I always, always keep that in mind. When I think it's three hours, it's six hours. When I think it's six hours, it's 12 hours. Always, always plan more time and, and charge for that. All right, and the next point is not to overestimate yourself. I made the mistake once where I said that I could deliver a certain result and I was not able to do it. And that was mainly my fault. I could have said that maybe it's too big for me, but also they were expecting something completely different. And that's very important to have a good expectations management. Are they really expecting a huge set lighting 
audio guy, different camera angles. Then you need a crew or maybe an assistant because you can't do that alone. And with me, I really prefer working alone because I like to have that run and gun setup working very independently and I'm by myself. So their expectations and my expertise, they did not fit in the first place. So we should have said no right in the beginning. But hey, you learn from mistakes and that's how you do it. Moving on to the next point, which is to never give a sneak peek. I always thought it's a good idea to give my client a sneak preview. Maybe they might appreciate it that I'm working on the edit. Maybe they have some ideas how I can refine it. But in the end, it's a lot of confusion for them because they don't know the final result and that leads to a lot of confusion. So I had it a few times where I have sent the client a little sneak preview. It was quite good, quite far progressed in the edit. I already had the music done, I already had the cuts done, a little bit of color grading. But for them it was like, I don't get it, why is this missing? Why can't we change that? Can you please change the music? Don't do it. So I think the best way is to finish the edit as best as you can. Maybe without the color grading, but with all the cuts, with the music, with the whole story, aligned and then send it to the client. And the next point is to take care of yourself. And that is definitely important. Of course, you should work hard, especially in the beginning. And you will see in my finances that I could have worked hard and make more money, definitely. But in the end, you need to take care of yourself. You need to eat healthy. You need to sleep enough. You need to work out. You should chill. You should meet your friends and your family. Just because you're self-employed now and it's really, really hard in the beginning, that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice on everything. So I think the best way to get that done is to have a really good system in place, a good time management, a good to-do system. And I'm still working on that. It's really not easy, but definitely take time for yourself and be intentional about work and free time. And if you work, be hyper-focused. If you need to put on a Pomodoro timer, if you need to put on lo-fi music, just do something that makes you super productive and focused while you work. That also goes the other way around. If you chill, chill. I struggled a lot with it. I tried to multitask. I tried to put on a video next to my work when I didn't have like super focused tasks to do. But I think it's much better to sit on a couch like this or go out or do whatever you want and be intentional about it and really enjoy it and don't think about work for a bit. So would I recommend to go full-time freelance? Not necessarily, because if you wake up energized, you wake up motivated and you like your job, stick to your job and maybe start something on the side. But if you're a person like me and you just cannot work for another person anymore and you have to work for yourself and you have to make this happen, then you should go for it. Like you will make it happen if you really, really want it as cheesy as it sounds. I know, but that's how it is. And yeah, my message for you is just evaluate how your day is. If you really, really want to be self-employed, if you're really that kind of entrepreneur or not, and maybe you're fine with unemployment. Maybe you need to go into entrepreneurship. I don't know. You just have to figure it out for yourself and really, really be honest with yourself. And that comes with self-awareness. So reflect on that. Think about that. If you want to take the risks, for me, it's worth it. I'm that kind of person.